0: This is Here in Taiwan on Radio Taiwan International. We are coming to you live via Facebook Live. Uh, And if we're coming to you via the airwaves, we are not live and it's already Tuesday. It's already Tuesday. In the studio, you heard that is the voice of Leslie Liao. Hello! As per usual that I'm here on Mondays. Yes, it's a Monday thing. This is Casual Mondays or uh, what else do we call it? Uh, w- Manic Mondays. Ooh, just another Manic Monday with the Bangles. Uh, um, the newest uh, title is uh, Smooth Jams. Smooth Jams. I like that. Smooth Jams with Andrew and Leslie. I still like Here in Taiwan. Nights. Nights. Uh, Leslie, Andrew, in the morning. Nights. Uh, at any rate, I'm Andrew Ryan uh, We've got some fun topics today We do! I'm going to tell you about a, a fun interview that I just did for Taiwan Insider
1: Yes, that's actually very exciting Very, yes. very exciting I didn't realize the background on it until you ran us through it And I was like, oh wow
0: Super exciting uh, I'll, I'll give you a little preview of that uh, This is going to go live in a couple days um, But you get to hear first in Here in Taiwan Also, Leslie, here's some fun stories that Leslie has come up with today. I always love his headlines. (laughs) We've got old landmines in Kinmen.
1: Uh, Uh, I wrote that in all caps, couldn't you tell? Yes,
0: the all caps. uh, Maybe I should say it like it's in all caps. Old landmines in Kinmen! Dun, dun, dun! (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We also, apparently the Taichung MRT... Uh, opening is being propo- uh, pro- pro- Postponed Yes I was going to say proposed It's not being, being postponed. proposed No it's not being proposed Or proposed to mm. um, And also This is funny The Council of Agriculture Will launch Uber But with tractors And other Big farm stuff
1: Yeah I was I, I Words good Andrew I have the you, best
0: words You words too good for me I love it I'm, I'll tell you what I'm picturing I'm picturing a little guy On a scooter Delivering a big like backhoe, you're not you're not that far off actually. Really, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, those are just some of the stories we're going to be covering in today's here in Taiwan. How's that for timing? That was great timing. All right. How's this for more timing? So first, a little preview about the interview I did. So I had the amazing honor to have somebody who. I'm a big fan of coming to the studio here in uh, RTI, and uh, the guy's name is Welly Yang, or Yang Chen Wei. Yep. Uh, so, you can actually look him up, Welly, W E L L Y Y A N G, uh, and his wife, Dina Morishida. They're probably the two most famous Asian American musical actors today. So, she, just to give you an idea, she was uh, Eponine in Les Mis, and also Kim in Miss Saigon, He also starred in Miss Saigon, but he also wrote his own and created his own and produced his own musicals, including Making Tracks, uh, which I actually saw here in Taiwan during the Taiwan premiere, which is about Asian, the rich diversity of Asian American history. Uh, He also wrote, this is great, crazy. He wrote a musical for Wedding Banquet by uh, Ang Lee, the the movie by Ang Lee about the gay couple who uh, is half Taiwanese, half American. Um, the Taiwanese half gets married to a woman. I won't tell you what happens in the rest of the show. Did you know about this? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: okay. I, I have never seen it. But okay. I, oh, no, no, I have seen it. I saw that when it came to Taiwan too. Oh, wow. So, at any rate, uh, super talented people. Um, I've been a fan of Welly and his, uh, his work for a long time. Holy smokes! He grew up in Great Neck, New York. Is that your
1: backyard? That's from the Wikipedia. Yeah, I was. I I lived in Manhasset, New York, and that's the next town over. I wish I met him. I didn't realize. I wish I'd have told you that. I actually didn't know that. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a huge deal. I could have New Yorked with him for a
0: long time. You could have New Yorked for at least half an hour. Oh, you could have done a whole here in Taiwan. My with Welly. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But But um, just super fascinating, super talented. I mean, I did a little search for Welly, and I saw the first thing that popped up on YouTube for videos was he was singing the national anthem for Nancy Pelosi, oh. which I thought was pretty cool. Um, just very talented people, very musical, uh, and very generous with their time and with their story. And the reason why I had them come in is because they recently moved to Taiwan. Neither one has lived here before. hmm uh so this is brand new for both of them they decided because they were in la and they just you know the work had pretty much stopped for them kids were not going to school uh and they're like this is just not working for us and she was diagnosed with breast cancer oh yeah in uh i believe it was in the summer um she had surgery and then but like it was really you know difficult for her to be there because she's immunocompromised yeah, yeah. she has to go to the hospital but she can't go with anyone she has to go by herself for her treatments and you're like you know what we need to move. Um, also because the kids, you know, if your kids get sick and they bring it home, that's mm-hmm. also bad. So, they basically uprooted and moved to Taiwan. So, this week in our interview, I'm going to be featuring them and their story and why you would move to a different country during a pandemic.
1: That's great. I wish I, uh, I had time to connect with him. Douglas North says, Ongli Lee is a legend. He says, Douglas North, uh, Great Neck is way better than Mediocre Neck. <laughs> I have to agree with the Mediocre Neck is not a nice place to be in. No. It, it is mediocre. It's very so-so. And then again, Great Neck was... You know, no, we went to Great Neck a lot. It was a good place. It's pretty great. You know, uh, Great Neck is like East Egg. <laughs> so, it's like we're talking like the Great Gatsby and stuff like that. Wait, that, the real that's what... That
0: was the place in the book?
1: Yep. yep. Really? Yeah, yeah, Long Island Sound is right across... Um, it's, uh yeah, it's across from upstate New York.
0: Well, I had no idea that you were so close to Long Island.
1: No, I was in Long Island. You I was like, Long- I was in the Long Island. You were you were in, <laughs> in the in the Long Island.
0: Yeah, yeah. Long Island. Did yeah. you say that? Long Island? Long Island. Long Island. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I've been to Long Island many times, every time I go to New York. Have you? I mean, technically not the part that's called Long Island, but it's the same island. I mean, Queens and Brooklyn are on Long Island. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, that's true. It's yeah, it's yeah, true. yeah.
0: But we never call them that. Okay. Anyway... All that to say, I am still wowed by my chat with Welly and Dina and just super excited that they were able to come in and again and be so generous with their time. Yeah. Um, yeah, you'll get the whole interview in the coming days. So, wait, it's like a permanent move? Uh, well, I mean, I think the original thought was just a year, but now like other options may be opening up and, you know, they're, they're finding some interesting things to do and connecting with some interesting people here. Great. So, I think they, they no longer have a limit on that.
1: Okay. Excellent.
0: Yeah. You know, I said I would only be here for a year when I first moved here. Yeah, yeah. I uh, oops, that was only a year times twenty. I think,
1: I think, I think I said like two, three years. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm a seventh year here. Your seventh year here?
0: Yeah. Oh, we're lifers. What are we gonna do?
1: Uh, just stay here. Not just complain. enjoy.
0: Yeah, not complain. We're we're in here for uh, for a while. I think. Alrighty, uh, so many options of stories that we can do. Uh, yeah, uh, See, give me. I, I say let's save the Uber for farm equipment yeah. until later, because that's just too good to do right away. Uh, you like how that I did that little cliffhanger? Little cliffhanger. <laughs> um, so that's why don't we go into the story, old landmines?
1: Yeah, sure. So over the uh, over the weekend, apparently, two old landmines were found on Jinmen Island. Now Ooh. Jinmen Island is really close to China. It's like I mean, you can see China. Yeah, you can see China from it. It was it was like that old SNL sketch. Remember when uh, Tina Fey was being uh, Sarah Palin, uh-huh. and she was like, "I can see, uh, I can see Russia from my house." <laughs> it's kind of like that. And um, except you literally can. You literally can. Well, maybe she literally could too, but I'm sure you. I'm sure there are parts of Alaska where you can see Russia. I think. Yeah. So they found uh, landmines there, and two of them were identified as US M3 landmines. And the reason why there are landmines there is because they were planted back when the Chinese Civil War was a thing. and The RSC planted
0: them, um, but they had purchased them from the United States. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, wow. A military bomb disposal unit was com- was called in to take care of it. I mean, you always want to veer on the side of caution with stuff like this. But they were saying uh, because of the time that had passed and all the rust, uh, there wasn't much threat. But you still want to be careful. Um, they need to. Re- people were saying, if you, especially in Jinmen, if you spot like old landmines and bombs in coastal areas, you're supposed to report it to the military. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you don't want to. You don't want to
0: take matters into your own hands. Yeah.
1: Uh, starting in 1945, 1949, the government planted more than 100,000 landmines to prevent an invasion. Um, and they per- they planted it on Jinmen, Mazu, and Dongin, which are the outlying islands, right? And they're relatively close to China. The Jinmen County government in 2013 said it was um, it was doing an effort to demine the mm-hmm. area. They found about 95,806 mines over Ooh. eight years. But beach erosion means that uh, bombs and landmines are sometimes they're lost to. The, the sea, or sometimes they're washed away. They're not where they were before. Mm-hmm. So, that was something that happened over the weekend. Um, two old landmines, and they are still demining. But at the same time, um, I think you can still find every so often. Yeah. Sometimes construction goes on. They, they find like a bomb that didn't go off or something like that. That's the thing. It's whenever they're like building something new that you,
0: you tend to find things that you didn't know were there before. Yeah. Because right? yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: often you don't dig that deep, right? Yeah. Yeah. This one was spotted by a passerby. And good on this passerby for being like that doesn't look safe. I'm not going to I'm I'm not going to go poke it with a stick. I'm going to go you know, tell the authorities and that would, that's the right protocol. Absolutely. Right
0: mindset. Have you been to G-Men before? I have not. Ooh, G-Men's a fun place to go to if you're interested in military history. Uh, it is also the location of the last military conflict between uh, the Republic of China and the People's Republic of China. So that would have been uh, Ba'ar Sen. That was the August 23rd bombardment of Jinmen yeah. uh, in 1958. I just came back from the East
1: Coast and that is more my cup of tea.
0: Yes, uh, less military action on the East Coast, yes.
1: uh, more beaches and uh, fun stuff. Uh, what'd you do there? I just, I vegged out, man. I just, I, we had, um, we got a, a bed and breakfast where literally a hundred feet in front of you is the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there and just had a drink and just watched the waves come in and, I'm gonna hit you up for uh, an address,
0: uh, uh, or maybe a link on Booking. dot com or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or uh, Agoda. Or it's a
1: nice place, man. And but the thing is, it was unfortunate because over in Hualien right now, a lot of the attractions, the hiking places, they're in their low season, and a lot of it is undergoing maintenance. A lot of the hiking trails, mm. um, they're 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 being maintained. And then oh, you also had the landslide that affected the trains going into the East Coast. Yeah, how did you get there? I drove uh, okay. But the thing is they, uh, Since I drove last time They had the The altern The Suhua Is what they called it Right yep. And it's a new highway And it saves a lot of time it saves a lot of time because usually when I drove out there, it used to be like such a drag. Yeah. By the time I made it into Hawaii, and I was like, I am so over driving. Yeah, you are gonna you are gonna partake in the bed part of the bed and breakfast. Yeah, first. but this time you go, and then I was just like, oh, it's not so bad. Mm. Um, and you know, but the thing is, not a lot of people out there, which is a little bit of a shame.
0: Well, I don't know. You can have it all to yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like, mean, you yeah. want this place to be doing well. You want it to be thriving. And when you see, you know business is struggling you're just like oh man
0: yeah you do you, you want it to be a best kept secret but you also want people in the in the area to to benefit from yeah, it. yeah you
1: too. want the secret to still be there when you want to, when you go back in a few years time
0: yeah, exactly so uh, we have some people writing in here uh nila kandan viswanathan says it's 29 degrees celsius there that's double that is super hot hot also we have fahad gabobe am i saying your name correctly Um, Hello, I'm watching from Somaliland. Oh, nice. That's awesome. We got Michael G. Kelly from Ireland. Ooh. Yeah. How are things going in Ireland? I'm guessing it's probably colder in Ireland than it is here. Uh, We are at, what did you say? It was going to go down to 13 today? 13 to 14. 13 to 14 in Celsius terms. Mm -hmm. Joshua Buendia is writing from uh, Calucan City in the Philippines. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy Monday to you too. Mm. Michael G.
1: Kelly says, Elan is beautiful. My wife's family are from Dong Ao. Ooh. It's interesting that he should mention Dong Ao Because I have an uncle out in Elan And he, his name is Uncle Dennis And that guy is just like an encyclopedia <laughs> And he was telling me that Actually, did you know Taiwan formed because of tectonic activity And the first place to break out of the surface is actually Dong
0: Ao Really? That's what he told me First, So before, when Taiwan was underwater The first place to to emerge yeah. from the depths That's was Dong Ao That's where the
1: the, oh. the tectonic like stress occurred See, where's our map? We need our little map. I, I, <laughs> yeah.
0: Can we do a 3D I'd simulation? i it
1: out with the... Geog- this is geography class, by the way, you guys. Not here in Taiwan anymore. We were just talking about the uh, landmines in Jimen. Uh, glad nobody was hurt
0: by that. Uh, I, I was saying, if you want to go to Jimen, mm. uh, you can go into the tunnels. They have these underground tunnels that you can walk through that were there for the military people um, back in the day. Uh, it's a little spooky. They, they play in some like canned um, like bomb sounds.
1: Oh, like, no. <laughs> no,
0: really? I mean, it's not scary. It's, 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 I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, and they also have music too. So it's kind of to keep you like from, you know, being nervous. Oh,
1: I would freak out. I would freak out. <laughs> I know a, I would freak there, out. There's
0: one part where it gets like pretty narrow and pretty low, and you're like, "Oh, I hope it doesn't get any smaller than this." Because I'm, I'm cool. I'm I, done. Yeah, I'm ready. Where's this the, is, uh, where's the exit? This is about how
1: as as far as as comfortable as I can get.
0: It's about a kilometer long, I think. So it is it is a, a bit that of a distance. Substantial, yeah. It's substantial when it's dark and uh, you're uh, you're going through a tunnel. But uh, Kinman, cool place. Uh, you can also take a boat, I believe, underground. Have like this underground? underground, I've seen it before. This underground channel you can go in a boat. I mean, there's so many like military bases and lookouts, and there's a cool wall of it used to be the biggest speaker wall in the world, which is broadcasting to mainland China. Uh I mean, not so much anymore. But uh, Teresa Tang, the famous Taiwanese singer, went back in the day. Went there. You can find video on YouTube Uh of her singing and speaking directly to the um, mainland Chinese compatriots. Yes. No way. Yeah, Yeah. Super cool. Wow, Teresa Tang. Teresa Tang,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah she she's she's an influential lady, like
0: yeah, she's I mean, she's like the Selena of Taiwan. She died at a young age, but uh, she's very, very, very loved in China as well as in Taiwan. Um I'll see if I can find a little video of that and I'll pop it in the uh, the comments that's below. That's Fascinating because that's that's a pretty pretty fun thing to to see. Okay, I think we should talk about the Taichung MRT briefly uh, and let people know just what is going on there. I know we had a big deal about it opening up and they were having trial runs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it ran into some trouble with uh, something malfunctioning, the the connectors between the the cars. Yeah, the couplings? Yes. So... That's that's the official term. There you go.
1: (laughs) The schedule, it was... uh, The Taichung MRT has been a work in progress for like what 11 years as far as construction goes it was scheduled to begin uh, operation on December 19th trial runs began on November 16th but they were suspended because of a major malfunction on one of the trains um, at the Taichung High Speed Rail Station terminal on November 21st so it only really saw 5 days of trial usage before it had to shut down and uh, after an investigation the train's Japanese manufacturer Kawasaki Heavy Industries if anybody's a motorcycle you know, enthusiast yeah. They Absolutely. will know Kawasaki. Um, they said a U.S. made coupling connecting two carriage trains broke, um, and that was a report by also the Taichung Mass Rapid Transit Corp. Hmm. Now, what happens is apparently today, uh, Lu Yin, the mayor of Taichung City, came yeah. out and she said, uh, "We will know. We will be postponing." operation of Ooh. the taichung mrt system indefinitely
0: Ooh, indefinitely yeah, yeah. oh i hate that word um uh, but also that's probably a good thing like i hate it when what's even worse is when people give a specific date and then they rush to get it done on time yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. then it's not safe right i mean
1: that's this is a wise decision right yeah I, this a is hard
0: decision but a wise one 11
1: yeah. years coming and it's a lot it's it's it takes a lot of discipline to be able to say i want this 11 year achievement to be finished now but it also takes even more discipline to say you know what it's been going on for 11 years it might have to go into 12
0: yeah yeah absolutely absolutely
1: um, yeah so they said that uh the the point of the, that they've even though the um this these companies have pointed out the cause of the problems and submitted a repair schedule the city government believes the reason for the break down has yet to be conclusively determined so the companies and the corporations have said this but the city government is like we're not so sure Mm -hmm. and we want to give it a very thorough look over
0: yeah that's 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 really important if you don't know the the cause then yeah i'm glad they're saying indefinitely because yeah again uh the last thing we want is them to to show kind of like too much confidence Yeah, I'm actually looking at the article which I just posted if you're looking for the articles I'm posting them under the, the uh, pinned uh, comment at yeah. the bottom of this live feed if you're uh, listening to our live or if you're watching our live show um, and the mayor there,
1: apologized.
0: I saw that. I'm just looking over your shoulder here. There's yeah. a picture of all the officials bowing to the public, apologizing for the failure, even though I think it's fair to say that um, we don't necessarily know that it's it's the uh, uh, a failure of administration. It's probably a technical failure.
1: No, no, no. It, it is a technical failure. The uh, the Transportation Bureau Director General for Taichung City says um, the co- bro- the broken coupling did not conform with design standards. The Taichung City ha- government initially asked asked the the, these manufacturers for so it's you know they they submitted a design yeah and the design does not conform with what they needed. what they needed yeah so i don't think that's an administrative fault it sounds like there's a manufacturing issue over there or a compliance issue I'm, i'm not sure then again i'm not much of a transportation no, just a little disclaimer
0: neither one of us is an engineer yeah uh, I have a BS in communications that is not a joke and it is not a dirty word it is I literally have a bachelor's of Science in communications
1: <laughs> that was a really good sign I don't know. That was really good, Andrew. Like, you, I mean, like, I'm not lying. Yeah. <laughs> what do you have? What's your degree in? Uh, I have a BS in economics, actually. <laughs> and yes, and and I, I I use those that acronym in the same sense
0: you used it. I I feel like we're both very artistic. I don't know why they're not bachelors of the arts, but you know,
1: whatever. It's very strange. <laughs> like mine was agricultural economics. So oh, I, I guess
0: That's the perfect segment way into our final uh, topic here.
1: Boom, baby! You've
0: got exactly a minute and a half to tell us about the uh, Uber of um, farm equipment. Okay, Um, and I'll play you just a little bit of music to play into it. All right,
1: let's go.
2: (laughs)
0: Okay, hit it.
1: All right, so the Council of Agriculture has designed a mobile app aimed at increasing the use of larger farm equipment and pesticide-spraying drones. And that's supposed to become available in the first quarter of next year. Drones? D- drones okay, to spray to pesticides. Okay, pesticides, okay. And the reason for this is because a lot of the farms in Taiwan are smaller in comparison. So and if you want to invest, like, money in a tractor, you have to make sure that it scales and that the use is... Right, you'll you, you know, get the use out of it, but that's not the case in Taiwan because there are land constraints. So that's why they have created this app for people to actually share this equipment and share these. Um, oh, yeah, I n- get it. Not, that is the Uber. Yeah. Uh,
0: so basically, if I have a drone that I want to share with the uh, farm the yep. next county over,
1: or we share with we share this drone and and we 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 go into this drone together.
0: Oh, I like that. Yeah. I, I would share a drone with you.
1: There's also like not just machinery, but also labor. I guess, because labor shortages are a thing in the, uh, in the agricultural sector here. Uh, they say the adoption of machinery has been low, and that's why that they're trying to encourage more people to uh, use machinery and use, find people that can use the machinery. So, I have a, uh, I have a farm, and I grow
0: pineapples. Yes. Um, and I have a drone here which can spray pesticides. Yes. I know that you have a farm which grows... Uh, shallots. Shallots. Uh, and uh, I'm gonna. I'm very happy to share my drone with you. So I'm gonna just yeah. put on my
1: app here that I have a, a drone available. Yeah. And, uh, and what are you gonna share with me? I guess I'll share with you my big old tractor. You know, because we big need tractors, tractors for shallots that are tiny. Although
0: I have to say, I don't know that I'm gonna use a tractor for um, for pineapples. Those have to be hand picked.
1: Yeah. But the thing is, uh the point is, is you might just use your drone for like an hour a week, right? And that for the rest of the week, it's it's doing nothing. I only use it to take pictures. So yeah, pretty much, like now you can use it for your agricultural yeah. equipment and you got a tractor you might be a pioneer in harvesting pineapples via a tr- tr- tractor who knows
0: i like that uh that train of thought leslie i'm gonna work on that uh any final uh comments from our uh viewers who are watching us on facebook live douglas north i for the record am not an. i
1: am also not an engineer
0: oh i thought you were gonna say you are also not a pineapple farmer <laughs> although i would i would be surprised if you were um prove me wrong
2: <laughs> Prove me wrong
0: <laughs> Prove me wrong uh, Any any other things we need to Any other business Or things
1: we need to respond to Looks here Looks like that uh, Dong, uh, Michael G. Kelly says Dongao is stunning Hope to go back next year If vaccine works out But okay but, You know It's a uh, I, I um, it, it was beautiful out there that's mm-hmm. why I love the east coast of Taiwan Like I would consider retiring out there it was that good of a place
0: absolutely well we want to thank all of our uh, radio listeners for tuning in via radio and all of our uh, Facebook friends for tuning in uh, via Facebook live uh, and stay tuned we're going to have a little bit of an after show for here in Taiwan I'm Andrew Ryan and I'm Leslie Leo have a wonderful rest of your day and stay tuned for more on RTI
2: country. This is the sound of Taiwan.
0: Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of
2: sounds. Dinner is served Join Andrew Ryan and Ellen Chu as they sample their way through Taiwan's culinary delights Andrew, I thought we said no more intestines That's on Feast Meets West every Saturday, only on Radio Taiwan International Radio for Refined Palates
1: Hello and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao. Thank you so much for joining me. In this week's Hashtag Taiwan, I'd like to ask you a question. Are there any foods that you don't like and you want to banish into a void of non-existence? Well, if so, then this week's Hashtag Taiwan is just for you because we're discussing the foods that people don't like. This coming up next on Hashtag Taiwan, don't go away the season for social media challenges. That seems to be the case in Taiwan at least. Over the past month, I've done hashtag Taiwan's on two popular challenges. There was the write a sentence with built-in audio challenge where people tried to use words to elicit sounds. Then the misspell my name challenge last episode those challenges dealt with sights and sounds. This week's challenge deals with taste. People in Taiwan are sharing foods that they don't like. It's called the hashtag challenge which means hashtag foods that shouldn't exist on this planet challenge. I mean, talk about going nuclear. You're not even trying to accommodate other people's tastes. You're straight up saying these foods should not exist. I mean, I personally have problems with pineapple on pizza, but that doesn't mean I go around ridiculing people for loving it. Actually, that's not true. You know what, this challenge is all right. So what kind of food do people hate in Taiwan? For one, a lot of people dislike san se dou, which is a chopped corn, carrot, and pea medley. It's a vegetable combination common in Taiwan used in school lunches and boxed meals. You can usually find them in the frozen section. I mean, I don't mind it, but man, people act like it stole their lunch money in the third grade. William ing included a screenshot from a news report that said the medley was a children's favorite. He called it fake news and included the hashtag we're talking about today. However, without a doubt, the most commonly despised food is cilantro. I don't know if it's common in other places, but this doesn't come as much of a surprise to me. People in Taiwan are very opinionated about cilantro. Heck, someone online is even trying to sell a shirt that says, if you eat cilantro, you'll die. Apparently, there's a scientific reason for all of this. Many studies have shown that a hate for cilantro might be genetic. People with a certain gene may register cilantro as having a soapy taste. I don't have that gene. Or do I? Maybe I just like eating soap. Here is one post that got me really concerned. Ma Chien says she doesn't like green vegetables, carrots, mushrooms, vegetable-type melons, peppers, taro, woodier fungus, and of course, cilantro. I mean... I hope she gets enough dietary fiber is all I'm saying. You know how people say you learn something new every day? Well today, I learned something horrific. Chen Xi said the food that shouldn't exist is pineapple wood ear fungus stir fry. Pineapple wood ear fungus stir fry. At first, I thought this was some kind of sick joke. I thought this person was just coming up with the gnarliest food combination they could think of and putting them together in a way they should never be joined. And then I got curious and found out that this dish is actually a thing. Yes, pineapple wood ear fungus stir fry is real, ladies and gentlemen. And here's my reaction when I found out. Oh! Oh! Oh, you put ginger and garlic in it? Oh, that's so wrong. Oh, and you make it spicy, of course. Why wouldn't you put peppers in there? This is so much worse than pineapple on pizza. Oh, this was a mistake. Just finding out about this was a huge mistake. Oh, some has meat in it. Oh, it's... no, can't do this. Oh, oh. Anyway, this week we have an insider connection because Jessica Cheng, the woman who edits our show, participated in this week's challenge. She said she doesn't eat sweet peppers, bitter melon, or eggplant. I mean, bitter melon I get, but sweet peppers and eggplant? So with the addition of this latest challenge, we now have challenges that deal with sight, hearing, and taste. I'm going to go ahead and guess that the next challenges will deal with smell and touch. Are we going to have a challenge about smells that make us nostalgic, like how camphor oil makes me think about my grandma's house? Oh, or maybe we'll make a list of things that you touch but are underrated, like a warm pile of laundry on a cold winter evening. What do you think? What might the next big social media challenge in Taiwan be? And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. I hope you guys enjoyed this inside look at what people in Taiwan don't like to eat. What are some of the foods you don't like? You can always get in touch and tell us and share with us your ideas. You can find us on YouTube at RTI English or Facebook.com slash Taiwan Insider. If you're a fan of Hashtag Taiwan, I highly encourage you to check out the video versions and also take a look at Taiwan Insider, which is our weekly news magazine. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. I'll talk to you again soon. This is Status Update.
3: Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. This is the program where we get to your letters that you write us and let us know what programs you listened to in the past week and uh, what you think about those programs. But um, before we get to your letters, though, and your emails and all that, we're going to update our status a little bit here. We had quite an earthquake the other day.
2: Yeah, it was... What, but wow. I missed it. You missed it. I, How did you miss was, that? That was I huge. Was,
3: I was in the MRT, our subway system, and... I did not feel a thing. Well,
2: I heard that they stopped the subway for a while. They
3: did. Now, the thing was that it was um, we had just left one stop, and then I heard you know all the buzzers going off, you know, and I thought it was the train itself. And they got sensors for these, right? Things. And it was actually everybody's mobile kind of going off with a message saying right. that there's you know there there's an earthquake. We do
2: have an alert system. It's not a I mean, system. I, they it's, do the best they can, but a lot of times the shaking's almost already over by ob- the time you get the message. Right.
3: Exactly. It doesn't
2: come out terribly quickly
3: so then the conductor of uh, the train the driver um he made an announcement saying we're gonna stop the train so then we stopped and everybody's like i was going like okay so there's an earthquake but i won't feel anything there was no i mean i guess by then it was already over mm-hmm. so we didn't feel anything so i think he stopped for maybe like 30 seconds in in a, in a, in a tunnel and then we just kept on going by the time i got home And apparently, my husband tried calling me, but I just kind of like, before I went home, I went shopping in the the supermarket downstairs. Mm -hmm. So I was taking my time. By the time I got home, I realized my husband tried to call me because he was going like, where
2: are you stuck in, you know, this earthquake? Yeah, no, because uh, this felt very much in terms of how intense it was, like the earthquake we had about two years ago in Hualien, and people were killed. Buildings collapsed in that earthquake, and they were not properly built buildings or they had some things that were not up to code but nonetheless so it's very miraculous i think that because it's of a similar magnitude similar? that really? um no one was hurt apparently. i can't believe
3: i missed it um apparently it went up and down first and then it went sideways
2: it went sideways Something very went sideways. sharply yes
3: and then it went up and down, I think. I didn't
2: feel any up and down.
3: Oh, because Although- um, someone did watch, I mean, I showed a video of a TV station mm. and it kind of stopped for a couple of seconds and it went the other direction or something like that. But anyway, because that's what the report was saying. Right. That, uh, um, you know, it's very interesting because my son and my husband was home and, and when they got in, they said that, I said, what did you guys do? They, they hid under our um, dining table. It's my first time my first time ever my husband, especially my husband, ever really hid under a dining table or anything right. to protect himself because we we're so used to earthquakes, and I used to live in Japan, so they've got earthquake stairs too, so I'm very calm when it comes to earthquakes, so this was a big one so i I guess I missed a really big one that's um, what i'm it was a it was a
2: long ways from here and um it was, it went off for like a minute. It was, it, it kept going. Yeah. Yeah. So I was holding my pet rabbit at the time.
3: <gasps> yeah. Oh, and, okay. Well, you were he, already holding him anyway. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Like, at the time I was sitting on a chair with him. And, yeah. And, um, and then it started like slowly at first and then it started like, and then Oh my gosh. It ran into it. I, he was okay. Yeah. But, um. He was in your arms. So he felt, he felt safe. Um, and I ran into under like a doorway. Yeah. And because they say that's what you're supposed to do. Although I'm not sure if that's a myth or not. Anyway, I I'm, just it out. I do have a question for you, if you can ask my question. Because mm-hmm. apparently my
3: son said that he went first to open the front door, our front door, and left it open mm-hmm. before he dug under the table.
2: Now... I mean, I mean, if the building so are collapses you, in on you, it doesn't matter much either way, whether it's open or not. But oh, but
3: you want to, if you you know, if you're still alive after the earthquake, right. You want to be able to run out. So well, do you? If,
2: ca- I mean, that depends on what the situation of the building is at the time.
3: I know. And actually, after the shake, now, now my son was saying that there's going to be a resi- Yeah, aftershocks. They said, and he they,
2: said- they, 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 there's a good chance of them at four point magnitude four or above for the rest of the week. Oh, so, really? Yeah, this whole week we can expect to see some. Oh. There's already been a few that they said you could feel, but I didn't feel any. No.
3: Yeah, a lot of times there are aftershocks, but then there are no, we don't really feel it. No. You know?
2: Only a few they said were big enough to feel. I, I didn't feel anything after that. Right. But.
3: So my son was telling my husband, say, we should run out because there's going to be aftershocks. But my husband was going, at, nah, it's okay. I mean, he said that by the time you, you probably... He doesn't think that it's probably any safer to run out on the street because then buildings would collapse. Right, right, right.
2: Unless you're in like a park or something. No, away from high buildings. I
3: know. So, anyway, and so so
2: I just turned on the TV to see what was happening, and then everyone else seemed to be calm. So I figured, well, it must be okay then. Um, (laughs) Not like the last time uh, when it to about two years ago, over two years now, almost three. It was in February, wasn't it? yeah, that was a that was I, I that was the only time that I've ever thought this building may that I in may not be standing oh, in really? a couple of seconds.
3: That that was the Hawaiian earthquake, right? But yes,
2: yeah. And this was about the same size, I think. Oh. so I think it's really uh, yeah. I think maybe the Hawaiian one was bigger, but um, rough. I think it was. Mm. I mean, it felt pretty much the same, so... Oh, my goodness. Yeah.
3: Anyway, well, I mean, among my friends, there were some who just really used to... Actually, they're not from Taiwan. You know, like someone is actually from China, from Mongolia. Mm-hmm. No, from Xinjiang, sorry. And she's been in Taiwan for 10 years now, seven or less. And she was really calm. And in fact, a real Thai payer, was next to her, and she started to run <laughs> and, uh, but um, I don't know i'm I'm used to it. sometimes I think like you know, is it stupid for me to just stay calm because you never know what would actually happen right, well the next I guess second they
2: say you're supposed to turn off the gas, but there okay. was there was no I mean, time to do that,
3: yeah, um, um, and then what else i mean we we should hide under a
2: table I'm not sure if that's or recommended something or not. like that. Well, okay. If the roof comes down, that's not going to do very much. If the floor is right. above you, right? You're just Except, underneath one more thing.
3: Wait, I forgot. I I remember reading protect a report. your head. I guess. Yeah, I I remember reading a report saying that actually that is the thing to do is to hide under table, right? And then hold on to the legs of the table. Mm. Yeah. Um. If it's a sturdy, well, actually, well, if it's a sturdy one, um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Uh, other. T- I mean, there were there were other recommendation is to stand next to something
2: heavy like a fridge oh yeah the whole uh, triangle so, of life idea i've heard of that before oh, i'm not sure okay. if it, if it's true or not the idea See, that's is, the
3: thing I, I i'm confused now i don't know what is true and what is <laughs>
2: that exactly that's the right thing to do or it seems like they change recommendations every few years so what you learned before is no longer recommended <laughs> exactly
3: john um, yeah and and i'm not now i'm totally confused so, so oh well
2: so i just wrote it out <laughs> <laughs> I said, right. we're going to get my bunny out of here if I need to. but um, I
3: know, your bunny precious. He's, was yeah. your roommate around?
2: Yeah, oh, yelled okay. it. he yelled at there's an earthquake before yeah. I felt it.
3: Oh, wow, okay. And then,
2: then about a then second or two later, it really started. It was really
3: big. there was yeah. a bit of
2: a prelude that I didn't catch oh, okay. and it kind of got more and more intense well anyway so i well, missed it <laughs> I, do you were you here at the station there was one day around five or six years ago yeah and that was a day when there were like five earthquakes in a row
3: oh like I they just the
2: aftershocks just kept okay. coming
3: yeah and i think i remember that night um i think it was only andrew and i left in the office
2: mm-hmm.
3: he started shooting out the door. He was like ready to shoot out the door. And I just sat where I was totally. just wait for it
2: to go. Just wait it out. <laughs>
3: just waiting it out. Yeah. yeah That's you know. part of
2: life here. We have not we went pretty much the whole year without any that I could feel. So oh, that's true. we haven't had any in a while in about more than a year. So yeah. I guess it's about time. It would have been terrible to have earthquake and a COVID, but anyway. But um Well at least we got we didn't have we don't have to deal with the COVID part of <laughs> the yeah. equation. We just
3: thankful but, for that. Really? But the
2: earth keeps moving underneath us.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: it's a part of life here. It's
3: actually pretty scary, but I'm so used to it. And I don't know if that's a good thing, to be so calm with an earthquake like that. Mm. But um, I, I, I actually, my friends were saying that there are some friends who have been away from town for a long time. Like, they've been living in the States or something. And they just recently came back to Taiwan. i guessing not they California. They were in shock. <laughs> they were like, you know, they couldn't get used to it. You know, like, like us whereas like me you know i've been back 30 years and,
2: and before mean, that six, i was in japan 6.7 so. is nothing to sneeze at i mean yeah i know i mean even though That's we were, were we're probably more than 100 miles from the epicenter
3: right still, but still
2: it was pretty powerful we stuff we felt it
3: yeah well i didn't so that was yes. shocking <laughs> all right well um yeah um all the way over in the states i mean my relatives and they were saying like are you guys okay we heard that there's an earthquake and everything so wow well, anyway they they they, did. they, they yeah I mean, maybe a couple hours after, you know, or maybe an hour. I mean, it's that soon. Anyway, all right. Well, let's get to your letters. And um, if you are in a earthquake earthquake zone country... (laughs) Tell us about your experience and, you know, what advice you would do. You would mm. give us, you know, when, when it comes to the next earthquake. Anyway, but, um, yeah, let's get to your letters. We always love to hear from you. We just love to read your letters. Let us know what you think about our programs. Our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan.
2: Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And please remember that you can always reach us on Facebook and YouTube.
3: All right, now my first uh, email is coming to us from Shin Makino of Saitama Ken, Japan. And uh, it looks like he listened in on December 4th um, on shortwave 15320 kilohertz, And he says that uh, um, he started receiving our station and there was a male voice welcoming to the news. Oh, it was no, it wasn't a male voice because it was read by Paula Chao, the news. Um, first introducing the top stories, the foreign ministry has expressed its appreciation to the U.S. Congress for its support of Taiwan. President Tsai Ing-wen says she hopes to see Facebook bring well-known Taiwanese brands into the global spotlight. More than 80 food importers have joined together in a pledge to avoid importing U.S. pork that contains the additive um, ractopamine. President Tsai Ing-wen says the government has set itself two tasks meant to strengthen Taiwan's biotech sector. The ruling Democratic Progressive Party says Taiwan should consider upgrading its mechanism for supporting Hong Kong citizens. A shipment of 950,000 barrels of crude oil extracted from the African country of Chad has arrived in the southern city of Kaohsiung. The head of the Taiwan-Japan Relations Association, Guo Zhongxi, says that uh, Taiwan will use science to decide what to do about a ban on food imports from parts of Japan. And then let's see here. Here in Taiwan, first theme music was played. Then there was greetings. And, uh, it was you, John, with Natalie. So about the following articles about Taipei 101 plans to open up its exclusive top floor to visitors for the first time. <laughs> no,
2: thank you. Too high for me. <laughs>
3: I know. I'm fear of heights too. Um, about the new passport design about a Taiwan men's uh, bid to buy a PlayStation 5 without his wife <laughs>
2: <laughs> she found out <laughs> she made him sound
3: Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, okay and then about a program that uses drone images and artificial intelligence to identify traffic accident hotspots by the Institute of Transportation yes I know about that and simple rating was 45343 while well, it's all over the place but okay and uh, my impressions of your programs unfortunately as usual it was difficult to listen to the content of the broadcast due to an NHK world's interference. I listened to Here in Time and with great interest like um, Taipei 101, the new Taiwan's passport, and blah, 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 was a good insight into Taiwan. Did he Taiwan. write blah, blah, blah? Sorry, sorry. I, I, I didn't mean that. Um, <laughs> a Taiwan's receipts, lottery, software that can identify traffic accidents, hotspots. Sorry. It's a it's a, it's a habit of mine. Okay. Um, was a good insight into Taiwan today. This year was a difficult year due to the spread of coronavirus, but I hope next year will be a peaceful and calm year. Yes. We, uh, ditto. We all wish the same. Please take care of yourself. We're the same to you. you. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Same to you. We'll try. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, and that was again from Mishima Kino of Japan.
2: We've got a letter here from M Braille, who's running to us from Malaysia. It says, hello, friends at Radio Taiwan International, and greetings once again from Malaysia. As December draws to an end, I send along yet another selection of reception reports for your verification. And with these reports, I bid adieu to 2020 thankfully. I say thankfully, as COVID-19, which dominated much of the year, may soon pass as vaccines become available. And with that, hopefully economies, businesses, and lives will recover and return to a certain degree of normalcy in the new year. Thankfully, too, in the past year, I had more time to listen to RTI, and with that, learn more about your fascinating country, Taiwan, and to also enjoy many an informative and entertaining segment from your announcers. Just recently, for instance, I was impressed with Shirley Lin's topic on scamming, highlighted on Jukebox Republic. Yes. Did you get scammed?
3: No, I didn't, but a a good friend of mine did. Oh, wow. So that's why I felt like talking about their topic.
2: They're usually very obvious here. I know. I just talk to them in English, and then they leave me alone. Oh, anyway, that's, yeah. that's the best strategy. I guess. Um, not only was it a social issue rightly addressed, she did it with aplomb using Taiwanese pop songs. Nice approach. Thank you. That's the kind of reporting I like and what I've come to expect from RTI. With that, I say farewell to the year 2020, and I want to wish RTI staff and listeners from around the world happy holidays. May the new year be one of peace and good cheer to one and all. That comes to us once again from Tim Brail of Malaysia. Oh, and this is about our... I forgot to say what the broadcasts were. Right, Uh, okay. uh, And this is about our uh, December 4th broadcast, as well as our broadcasts on December 6th and 8th. And it looks like on all of those days, the Simpa rating was all fives, which is great to know we're being heard loud and clear in Malaysia. So among some of the items that uh, Timbrel in Malaysia heard was a talk about uh, Thanksgiving turkey. Vis-a-vis the Taiwanese dish turkey rice, also some talking about our annual Golden Horse Awards, in particular, Ang Lee, uh, Andrew, and Natalie talked about that. Mm. As well as um, there was, of course, the uh, Jukebox Republic that you talked about economic woes and scamming. Yeah. Um, but also the episode of Here in Taiwan, where we also were together talking about Hakka stir fry and mistranslations from Chinese <laughs> to English. Yeah. Uh, or in the, this particular case, someone who just put something from some website without checking it. I know. Uh, Just
3: copy and paste a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That happens. Yeah, that happens. (laughs) Only in Taiwan, right? (laughs) Okay. All right. And I've got an email here from Mohammed El-Sayed Ab El-Rahim of Egypt. And he says, Friends and ladies and gentlemen, greetings to all from Egypt. The year 2020 is drawing to a close. It is definitely an exceptional year in the modern history of mankind. Everybody
2: seems really happy to see the end of this year.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I know. All over the world, life has stopped due to the coronavirus. But the supplication did not stop until the ordeal is over all greetings to the medical staff everywhere in the world and all prayers for victims everywhere in the world we hope that vaccines and drugs will be available to terminate this virus to be the advent of the new year 2021 full of optimism and happiness let life return and smiles return to faces (laughs) everywhere and happy new year to you and all the world yeah well put okay so thank you very much that was mohammed el-sayed ab el-rahim of egypt And that ends uh, today's uh, status update. Thank you so much for your letters, but we also love for you to keep writing us and let us know what you think about our programs. So the address again is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Or
2: if you'd like to reach us by email, you can do so at rti at rti.org.tw. And uh, as always, we enjoy your Facebook comments and your comments on our YouTube videos as well. So please be sure to check out our Facebook page and YouTube channel and let us know what you think.
3: Right. Until next week, I'm Shoddy Lynn. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In Southern China and South Asia, from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia, from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.